Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa na'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina man yahdi allahu fala mudilla lah wa man yudlilhu fala hadiya lah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh أرسله بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يضر ضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور عازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة دلالة وكل دلالة في النار صدق الله العظيم أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في كتاب في مكان ثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم إن شاء الله in today's khutbah I will talk about uh, uh, talk about the death first and relevance of the death from the current events and what should be our responsibility as Muslims. <clears throat> Allah Azza wa Jal reminds us about death in many many places including in the Quran and the Sunnah and one of the ayah or the part of the ayah which is repeated three times in the Quran. Allah Azza wa Jal says Kullu nafsin maut wa innama تُوَفَّوْنَا أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلِ الْجَنَّةِ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا فَقَدْ فَازَ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَعُ الْغُرُورِ This ayah and similar to that Allah Azza wa Jal mentions in Surah Al-Anbiya as well كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِشَرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ فِتْنَةٍ and another place in Surah Al-Kabut, Allah subhanahu says, The message in all these three ayat are similar, connecting to different things. Allah subhanahu is reminding us that every soul will taste death. Every soul will taste death. Allah subhanahu is not mentioning here, a Muslim will face, face death or taste death and a kafir will not. Or humans will, and animals won't. Or animals will, humans won't. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, every nafs, every soul will taste death. 
and every one of them, then they will return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will return. Another place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that everyone in the Matubafauna Ujurakum Yawmal Qiyamah, every one of us will be recompensed. They will get the ajr for whatsoever we have done in this dunya. And whosoever is able to escape the hellfire. وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ and enter Jannah فَقَدْ فَاسِ He is the victorious one. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَعَ الْغُرُورِ And what is this dunya except the deception? So why am I bringing this issue up about death? As I mentioned, the death of any soul is a reminder for us and it's something that we should remember that it's every one of us will taste death. As one of the hadith reported from Rasulullah wasallam talks about death in a manner when he was asked about, about some sort of a lesson or wa'ad to be given to him. Rasulullah replied to him, Umar al-Khattab is the one who was asking, replied to him that the death itself is enough of a reminder. It's enough of a lesson for us. So that's of no, no matter whose death we are talking about. That reminds us of our own ending as well. And that should be the thing that should shake it, should, 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 should be shaken us, should shake us, so we remember that we are returning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what we are preparing for that. As we are hearing the news about the queen died yesterday, and we will be hearing different kinds of responses from Muslims and non-Muslims alike. We as Muslims have to understand that we are Muslim. The one who submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We understand that we are accountable for our actions. Hence, we submit ourselves and we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for success in this dunya and in akhirah. And this is what Allah azza wa jal has mentioned to us. For us, the best example is in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَقَدْ كَانَ that there is the best for you, the best example is in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one who believe in Allah, of hope in the, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Meaning, the one who wants to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who knows, he knows you'll be meeting Allah and he's hoping something good in the day of judgment. For him, it is an obligation to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith that has been recited many, many times in the khutubs, Let's talk about a little bit so we get an idea of it. The hadith talks about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he gave the khutbah after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be praised. Rasulullah sallallahu used to say, مَنْ يَهْدِيُ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُدِلَّ لَهُ مَنْ يُدْلِلْهُ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ And then he would say, إِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَأَحْسَنَ الْحَدِيِّ حَدِيُّ مُحَمَّدِ this hadith has been recited many times. What is the hadith addressing? It's important to know also. The meaning of the hadith says, Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, none can lead him astray. And whomsoever Allah sends astray, none can guide him. Then it says, The truest of the word is the book of Allah, and best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The worst of things are those that are newly invented. The one which are bid'ah. 
and every new invented thing is an innovation and every innovation is going astray and every going astray is in the fire. This hadith is reported in many different versions by many books of a hadith. Now when we are talking about bid'ah here, this is about the ibadah, the acts of ibadah a person does and he adds something to it or come up with, or come up with something new. So now, for that Allah, as Rasulullah is mentioning, that kind of an action can lead a person to hellfire. Now we can imagine, if Allah has commanded us something, and we disobey, this is not about Allah has commanded something, we are trying to do something good, from our own mind, that can lead us to hellfire. Now if Allah has commanded an ibadah, and we go against it, like for example, the hadith of Rasulullah says, Actually, it mentions here that the dua is the mukh, the brain of, an, of the worship, of the ibadah, mukh in, in the brain. It's the brain, the crux of the ibadah. So dua is an act of worship. Now, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned to us regarding the people who have died in the state of kufr. They did not become Muslim. Is that allowed for us to make dua for them or not? Remember that. Dua is the crux of the ibadah. Dua itself is an act of ibadah. So we cannot make up something new to purpose. There's one thing. On top of it, when Allah has mentioned us not to make dua for certain people. And we go start making dua. So think of that way, that how horrible that thing is. One is you making something new is the one that leads you to hellfire. Well, Allah is saying something not to do and we start doing it. In the act of worship. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran, in Surah Al-Tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Rasulullah says, and never, O Muhammad, pray for any of them. Do not stand up, do not pray on them. Munafiqeen, all the people who are uh, who are non-Muslim. It's not allowed. Allah is the one who's commanding us in Surah Tawbah. Do not pray for them. It is the people who die in the state of kufr. It's not talking about the people who are alive. The people who are alive, we can make dua for them, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them. The one who are not on Islam. But the one who die in the state of kufr, Allah azza wa jal has commanded us not to, uh, not to pray for them. And as a matter of fact, <coughs> another place in Surah Tawbah, Allah azza wa jal mentions, مَا كَانَ لِنَبِيهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ يَسْتَغْفِرُوا لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ وَلَوْ كَانُوا أُولِ قُرْبَى مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيِّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that it is not for O Muhammad sallallahu Prophet, Nabi, and those who believe to ask Allah's forgiveness for the mushrikeen, polytheists. Even though they be of kin, meaning they are, they are your relative, they are one, one more close to you, after it has become clear to them that they are dwellers of, of the fire. Meaning, if they have died on the state of kufr, it is not allowed for a Muslim to make dua for them. And it's a very difficult thing. It could be 
that we could be in a situation where من غير شر من الله حدا protect us all from that that our beloved ones that we love them in this dunya could be our parents in some cases could be children in some cases could be our our relatives or close friends and they die in the state of course it's very difficult to understand to digest this idea that it is not allowed for us to make dua for them now <clears throat> It can be said, said about Ibrahim والسلام, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Ibrahim والسلام, he made the dua for his father. Because <coughs> uh, he made the promise to Allah subhanahu to, to, to his father that he will make the dua for his father. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replied about that actually. He said, وَمَا كَانَ سِخْتَفَارُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لِأَبِيهِ إِلَّا عَنْ مُعِدَةٍ وَعَدَهَا إِيَّاهُ فَلَمَّا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ أَنَّهُ عَدُوٌ لِلَّهِ تَبَرَّعَ مِنْ إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لَأَوَّهُ حَلِيمٌ And Ibrahim والسلام, in walking uh, of Allah for his father's forgiveness was only because of a promise Ibrahim made. But when it became clear to him that he, his father, is an enemy of Allah, he disassociated himself from him. Verily, Ibrahim والسلام, was Uh, 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 he has, has 15 different meanings about this meaning of it. The correct one seems to be that he used to invoke Allah with humility, the halima, and, was, uh, and he was forbearing. So Ibrahim والسلام, when he made dua, after when Allah cleared to him, clarified to him that he is from the enemy of Allah, Ibrahim والسلام, he stopped this action. Why am I bringing this issue of not praying for them? Because unfortunately, The time we are living in, sometimes we find that celebrities like Queen dies, or Prime Minister or who is not on Islam, or President, or this or that, or some movie star, or this star or that star dies. We find within our community sometimes, we think that we are being civilized by making dua for them. Look, there is nothing civilized if it goes against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The true civilization, the true rightness comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. So when we talk about that every bid'ah leads to the hellfire, then which is the innovation to try to do something good from your own mind in the act of ibadah, then how can we go against what Allah has commanded not to do and we say no, we know better than that, hence we are going to do that. Because dua is an act of ibadah. Like I've mentioned here, we even have this for here, I'm seeing it for years, ibadah. The dua is the mukh, the brain of the ibadah, the crux of the ibadah. Hence, we cannot think of this way about that if somebody big die, then we should make dua so people will look up at the Muslims as, oh, you guys are very civilized people. Well, look, brothers and sisters, think of this way. If somebody comes to you, and say, oh, I am going to make dua for you from my God, the sun, the God, the moon, or God, the snake, or God, the son of a God. Do you really need that dua from the person, from that God that is a false God? Same way, a person who's a non-Muslim, who does not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's not the one who's looking for your dua from Allah azza wa jal. Even from that perspective, besides There's a hukum for us 
not to make the dua for them. Yes, we can make condolences for the people who have, have a loss. Go to them, do condolences, give the da'wah to them. And now, then after that, when we talk about the death, it should be a reminder for us, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ that every soul will taste that and you will be recompensed on the Yawm Al-Qiyamah on the Day of Judgment. So we should be thinking of this way that we will die and we will be facing Allah Azza wa Jal. We will be given whatever we have done in this dunya. What have we done? Now, if the queen has died, have I tried my best to convey the message to the people who are dying in the state of kufr? Have I tried my best to convey this message to them? What have I done? That's the question should be in my, my mind. Because I am accountable for Allah Taala. We are accountable in front of Allah Taala. What are we doing to convey the haq that we have? Rather than sitting on the laptop, on your computers, on the phones, and doing hashtag rip, rest in peace. Or hashtag Allah Yarhamu. For the people for whom Allah Azza wa Jal has said not to make dua for them. Not to pray for them. This is the way we should be thinking of, okay, so how can I convey this message of haq that Allah subhanahu wa has given to us? As I started the khutbah with, that for us, the best example is in the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He is the best example for us. How did he do that? When he, as one of the hadith mentioned in, a, in Muslim, talks about many different hadith, the books have reported, when Allah, Rasulullah asked Allah Azza wa Jal to make dua for his own mother, Allah subhanahu wa says, refused that for him. Then he asked for visiting the grave of his mother, and Allah subhanahu wa allowed it. Now even Rasulullah himself was not allowed to make dua for his own mother. Yes, we are not going into this whole issue of Yes, the mother passed away before Rasulullah was appointed as a prophet. This is between her and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the action of Rasulullah comes, action of our comes, we have to follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. And Rasulullah was commanded not to do that. And Rasulullah himself did not do that. So who could be better than the mother of Rasulullah from that perspective? The king, the one who is a symbol of colonialism, symbol of oppression, symbol of the ones who have caused the slavery in the world, symbol of the ones, even in India and Pakistan, most of the brothers and sisters who are here, they are aware of it. And within 150 years, they stole the wealth of $45 trillion from, uh, from India and Pakistan, the Indian subcontinent. $45 trillion, the place, the subcontinent, used to be the richest place in the world at that time, region, was 27% of the GDP of the world was in that area. And when they left, the region was left with 2% of the GDP of the world. This is what they have done, and now we are making dua for them? We should be thinking about what's happening to the Muslim Ummah today and the rest of the oppressed people of the world rather than worrying about and hashtagging about and making dua for the oppressors. We should have to wake up. Look what's happening in Pakistan, the flood we talked about last week. What's happening in Yemen? What's happening in Syria? What's happening in Palestine, Al-Quds? And what's happening in the United States itself here? Go visit the areas where people are underprivileged. What kind of a life they are living? Yes, we happen to be, alhamdulillah, we are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, so we don't look at them. Or sometimes we dig, dig deep in our pockets, give some money here or there, or feel comfortable we have done it. Is that what Rasulullah do? Is that how Rasulullah convey the message of Islam to the mankind? Look, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yes, 
He went to the people on an individual level to carry the message of Islam. But at the same time, that individual work was geared towards in a manner that then after that, it was taken in masses on a state level Rasulullah carried the message. We know that the letters Rasulullah sent to the kings of that time, whether it was a king of the Kisra, king, uh, the Kisra, king of Persia, whether it was a king of the Romans, the Caesar, or the king of, of the Egypt, Bukhatas, or was the king of uh, uh, whichever, many, many areas is mentioned there, Herakal or, uh, or, uh, or Nijashi. Nijashi is the one who accepted even Islam. That's what Rasulullah did. He carried the message to the rest of the world in his life. Yes, he did not go to every single person, but he started a mechanism to carry the da'wah of Islam to the whole mankind, to defend Islam and take care of the people the way Allah Azzawajal wants. So we have to think about ourselves when we hear about the death. Am I ready to face Allah Azzawajal? When we hear about the death of the queen, or death of the thousands who are dying in the flood in Pakistan, or the one who been bombed in Yemen, or Syria, or Palestine. Am I ready to answer Allah Azza wa Jal? Did I do my job or not? That's what you should be thinking of. Because Allah Azza wa Jal will hold us accountable because this is our job as Muslims. So my brothers and sisters, the idea is, I'm not here to break a bad news to you guys. You guys are more intelligent than me. We have to think about that. When we hear this death of anybody, think of our own death. That we have to face Allah Azza wa We have to respond, answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what we did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us with a mission. Every one of us should be following the mission, the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the deen of truth, with the guidance. So this deen become prevail over all ways of life. Because this is from Allah Azza wa Jal, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one that really provides the justice to the mankind. Doesn't matter you're black or white, doesn't matter you what speak, language you speak, what part of the world you are from, you're weak or you're strong, you're noble or ignoble, whatever you are, Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who is the only one that can provide justice. And that can only happen if we do our job. Allah has sent us as the Khalifa on the earth. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He created Adam Islam, He told the Malaika that I am going to create His Khalifa on the earth. So we are the one who are supposed to carry the message to the world. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.